the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. If you're tuning in, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and I want to thank you for joining us as always. Today, we are going to continue with our discussion that we have started already in the last two episodes in relationship to the connection between the tension that we are experiencing lately between Iran and Saudi Arabia and how does that play out theologically speaking. And I gave a background about that split that took place between the two camps after the death of the Messenger of Islam in the year 632 uh, which culminated to what we see today as the, um, you know, the Shia stronghold represented by Iran and the Sunni stronghold represented by uh, Saudi, for instance. Today, I want to continue to talk about the importance of end-time theology in Islam in general. And, and then later, uh, we'll begin to, uh, you know, specifically talk about the differences between the Shia view and the Sunni view. Today, I just want to give an overview about the Islamic eschatology. Now, Islam does teach about end times. Uh, the Quran is filled with so many warnings about that day. Uh, it's a terrible day. It's a day of judgment, the day of resurrection, one of uh, uh, its names. Uh, it's the day when basically all life uh, will be terminated, and then the dead will rise and then books will be open, and uh, deeds will be weighed on a scale, and, uh, uh, and groups uh, basically will be split into two uh, parts. Uh, one part will end up going to heaven, the other part will go into uh, hell. Uh, the, the question is, uh, the people who go to hell, are, is that eternal, or are some of them uh, can be rescued from the hellfire, and therefore hell becomes only a process to purify them further? So that's the debate uh, usually based on, uh, on some of the teachings that are found in uh, the Islamic sources. Now, where do we learn about, you know, Judgment Day? Well, you learn about Judgment Day on, uh, from the Quran, of course. Uh, there is an entire chapter, actually, uh, known as the Chapter of the Resurrection. That's the name of it, and uh, it's in reference to end times. And then you have also the hadith collections, uh, the sayings of the Messenger of Islam. And then you have also commentaries and other, uh, you know, uh, primary and secondary writings by renowned Islamic scholars throughout the history of Islam uh, who have elaborated further on this particular topic. There is obviously going to be a great 
tribulation and that uh, great tribulation um, and judgment day will be, uh, you know, um, uh, happening. Uh, and there are signs. There are something called minor signs that if these minor signs begin to emerge or at least you begin to notice them, those are indications that something is happening leading to end times. But then there are major signs, about 12 of them, and those are the ones that indicate that end times is here. So the minor signs could be taken. There is a debate whether they happen all at the same time or they've been happening since the rise or the dawn of Islam. In other words, they're only signs that just, you know, slowly and gradually begin to indicate that we're headed towards end times. But once you see the, uh, you start uh, experiencing the major signs, that will be the indication that the end times is here, and we're already in the final hours, if you wish. So, uh, some of the features, of course, uh, so some of the features of um, end times has to do uh, with, the, for instance, the coming of the uh, Messiah. You know, that's uh, the Lord himself. There is also the coming of the guided one, uh, known as the Mahdi. There is also the rise of the Antichrist, the Jal, uh, or Al-Dajjal. That's another uh, one also of these, um, you know, particular signs that will be taking place. Uh, regardless of what's going on, uh, technically speaking, you need to realize that Islam, when you study end times, does borrow a lot of these symbolism or um, descriptions from the book of Revelation. I mean, it's, uh, it will be really amazing when you take the time to compare and contrast, see what is going on here in terms of some of those. Now, all that to say is that, uh, and another thing, by the way, I want to mention uh, towards the end is like there'll be an Armageddon, you know, uh, known as the Great Massacre that also will will uh, take place. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, this is, again, yet another uh, symbol uh, or another, I should say, uh, teaching that is found in the book of Revelation. Now, when it comes to you know, the Islamic eschatology, when uh, the signs that we're talking about, you know, here is some of the, uh, you know, uh, general, general, basically, um, you know, signs that uh, Muslims will say, these are indications that we are headed towards the end, basically, uh, the rise of sexual immorality, you know, um, something like that Muslims will view and say, this is an indication that it's time now that we're headed towards the end. Uh, you know, cheating, for instance, in business and in trades and in commerce and, uh, you know, manipulation of prices and other things as well. Famine, uh, you know, uh, calamities are taking place. Uh, oppressions, you know, um, uh, people who are righteous, like Muslims supposedly, uh, they do not pay their charity anymore, or at least they start slowly uh, withholding uh, the giving of their alms or duties. You know, in other words, they do not basically um, uh, fulfill some of their religious obligation 
rain becomes uh, scarce, basically. Uh, crops uh, will be dying. Uh, uh, animals will start suffering. Uh, and people will also begin to uh, break their covenant with Allah and uh, his messenger in this case. And uh, they begin to cooperate with the enemy of Islam. They begin to leave Islam. I mean, so it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, if you tell them, you know, our Muslim friends that there are a lot of Muslims, by the way, that are leaving Islam and following Jesus, like myself, they may come back and say, well, oh, that's, that's really signs of end time, actually. You know, that's, that's why it's happening. So it's, it's always kind of like, you know, there is an answer for everything. And, um, and, and then, uh, uh, you know, those uh, who do not live according to the Quran um, and do not follow the teaching of Islam perfectly, uh, supposedly the God of Islam will cause divisions among them and they'll strive and they begin to fight each other. So here, here you go again. If you tell a Muslim, what, well, it looks like Muslims are fighting each other. Uh, they're killing each other. I mean, ISIS was uh, antagonizing other Muslims and say, well, yeah, that's true. That's the sign of end times, you know. So all these kind of things uh, basically are some of those signs that you will experience, if you wish, uh, as a Muslim, uh, and begin to believe that those are indications that the end is near. Now, uh, you know, that you have to keep in mind, the Quran is not specific about these things. I mean, the Quran does talk periodically about certain, uh, uh, you know, signs, but if you want to get a, a greater list, with more details, you're going to have to go to the Hadith and other writings as well. So, uh, and that's where the question becomes, the Hadith was collected at least 240 years after the time of Muhammad. Some of these writings that date 300, 400, 500, 600, 700 years after the death of Muhammad. So you wonder where people are getting these ideas from. You know, it could be that they've heard things. It could be that they use their own imagination, whatever the case might be. It's hard sometimes to try to trace back, let's say, the source or sources of such, uh, basically, uh, you know, teachings. Now, if we were to look at some of the major signs of end times, some of the major signs of end times, here are some of those. For instance, the rise of the false messiah, the Antichrist, the Arabic name for him is Ad-Dajjal. The liar, basically, okay? And uh, he will appear, and he will have great power, and uh, he will, he's, he's known as the one-eye guy. He has one eye, and, uh, uh, you know, basically his right eye is blind. His left eye is the one uh, that is uh, functioning. And, um, uh, and, and, and uh, believers, um, you know, who are truly believers cannot be deceived by him. Why? Because... He will perform miracles that will deceive people, and they would think maybe he is the Messiah, uh, or maybe he is the right one to follow. And he will, like, kill somebody and raise that person back to life, for instance. And he will do many other things, and people, uh, I mean, Islam say, if you're not really grounded on the teaching of Islam, you're going to be deceived. You are going to fall for his tricks. You are going to believe that he is the, uh, the real deal. So... This is why many will end up being deceived by him and only a handful will remain faithful and they're the one who will be persecuted even more by him 
as a result of their faithfulness to, uh, you know, staying, uh, uh, you know, basically faithful to the covenant that they have with Allah and their uh, and the Prophet of Islam. So, uh, and in reality, uh, you know, he will this the jail, this Antichrist, this uh, uh, basically the false Messiah. He will make people see what appears to them as if that will be their heavenly abode, you know, when in fact he is actually manipulating them to think that the hellfire looks like heaven. In other words, whatever he tells them it's heaven, it's actually hell. And whatever tells them that this is hell, it's actually heaven. So he's confusing people, if you wish. Well, at the same time, uh, we encounter the return now of the real Jesus, the real Messiah, uh, at least from an Islamic standpoint, he's called Isa technically speaking, he will come back and fight and kill this Antichrist. Now, uh, right here where we begin to differ between the Sunni view on this battle and the Shia view. We'll talk about that later, but the Shia have another person who is even equally important uh, uh, as Jesus, and that's the 12th Imam. His name is Muhammad al-Mahdi, uh, or the Guided One. We'll talk about that at a later time. Now, there is also the rise of Gog and Magog, and in Islamic terminology is Yajuj and Majuj. It's Gog and Magog, and they basically, supposedly, that Alexander the Great, when he went to the ends of the earth, he encountered this group of savages, and he uh, basically imprisoned them and built a, a wall that we cannot see, uh, and, and this wall in, uh, basically... Uh, uh, you know, surrounds this uh, group of savages of different tribes, and they eat, you know, they're cannibals, they eat everything, including people, and uh, every day, supposedly, that they wake up in the morning, and they eat through the wall, and then they find out that the wall became so hush, uh, uh, you know, so, so basically thin, I should say, they can see through it, and they say, oh, okay, well, well, let's go to sleep, we're tired, it's been a full day for us, tomorrow we'll just finish this, and we'll uh, get out. And they come back the next day, and the wall is back again to the, its normal width. So they start the process again. So they've been doing this, technically speaking, since the days of Alexander the Great. And at some point, they will wake up in the morning, and they discover that this thin layer is still there, and that's when they break through, and now they savage throughout the earth. So uh, even Jesus can do anything about him. All he can do is just go to the top of the mountain, he and the righteous, and they pray and ask God to uh, destroy them so God will send, uh, you know, diseases upon them and many other things. And, and then as a result of this, they will die. So, in another sign, a huge black cloud of smoke that will cover the entire earth. You know, just nothing but black and dark smoke. And then there is the beast. The beast will rise from the ground, and it will begin to intimidate people and also talk to people at, at the same time. Another major sign is that the sun, instead of rising from the east, it will rise for the first time from the west, actually. Once you see the sun rising from the west, that, uh, the thought is that, the heavenly doors have closed. Even if you pray and ask God for answers, he will not listen to you anymore. As if the God of Islam is listening to you anyway. So, nevertheless, that's basically the thought. 
once you see the sun rising from the west, it's too late for you. You can't even repent anymore. Even if you want to follow Islam, you're lost. It's done. No more chances whatsoever. Then it talks about big sinkholes, you know, uh, in the earth. One will be a huge one in the west. I don't know what that means. It could be like a volcano. It could be a, uh, a depression in the earth, a uh, big fault, you know, maybe an earthquake. Who knows? But something in the west, something in the east, and another major one in the Arabian Peninsula itself. And then a second trumpet will blow, and the dead will rise at that point. All the dead will rise, and then you will have basically fire that will rise from Yemen, and it will begin to chase people so that the people will start gathering together and running from the fire. But in the process, this fire end up gathering all of them in one location somewhere in the uh, Israel, modern-day Israel, or, or around that area for judgment. So that's where it will take place. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Because it talks about the return of Christ in the Bible, that he will also come to that area, and he will separate the sheep from the goats, and he will also do judgment. You know, it's, it's, everything is borrowed, but it's, there's a spin on it, and now all of a sudden you have something a little bit different, but somehow it's connected now to a new system of ideology, and that's basically what you are experiencing. Now, when it comes to minor signs that will indicate that it is time already, or at least we're headed towards end times. Remember, the minor signs can vary in numbers, by the way. There is no agreement on how many of them, and there is no agreement if they have already started it since the death of Muhammad, or they will start at some point. There is no agreement whether they all will happen at the same time, or if they will happen over different periods of time. Regardless, all you can do is that look at some of these signs and begin to, uh, you know, make up your own mind. For instance, the coming of tribulations. Now, that talks about also religious tribulation, meaning the big apostasy or the great apostasy. People will become weak in their faith. They will abandon their faith. In this case, Islam, of course. And uh, immorality will be on the rise, basically. And uh, people will not fear God anymore. They have no reference, reverence to God. And, um, uh, you know, the coming of this Antichrist is included sometimes in these minor signs. Or at least, presumably, the many other Antichrist is included here. Meaning not the real one, but others who pretend to be like Christ. I mean, Jesus warned about that. You know, he says, you know, false prophets and messiahs will arise and deceive, even if possible, the elect. Now, you find this, of course, in Matthew 24, 24. Uh, when he was talking about end times. Now, um, you know, you'll have, for instance, a person who will pass by a grave of a dead person, and uh, they will say to one another uh, and say, I wish it were my abode, meaning like people would wish to uh, die, but death will not basically take over them. Didn't the book of Revelation talk about something like this, that people for six months, that death will not take over them. They would wish that they're dead, but nothing will happen to them. The loss of honesty, you know, uh, authority uh, will be put in the hands of uh, the wrong people. So the wicked people will be, get, become rulers, if you wish. 
a loss of knowledge, meaning people will not really have wise wisdom or knowledge that will direct them to the truth anymore. Truth basically will be scarce or even absent, exactly like Jesus taught. The prevalence of religious ignorance, if you wish. Frequent, sudden, and unexpected death. You know, a lot of death that will happen. So now you can argue and say, well, you just told me that people will wish that they would die. Well, that's what I'm saying is there is disagreement about which will come first, when will it happen. I mean, some can argue right now and say, I mean, from the Islamic side, based on this, to say, well, look, there's a lot of wars right now, especially in the Middle East among Muslims, and a lot of people are dying. There's a lot of sudden death that is taking place from diseases and, uh, you know, natural death and other things uh, in a large number along with wars. And so that could be a sign of it in times. Increase in pointless killings, acceleration of time, meaning that time would appear to you to be moving so fast now. You know, people will look like they're growing faster. Uh, you know, work uh, time will, will pass by daily. Uh, you know, time will, will move fast. You know, people are aging quickly, you know, things like that. Uh, rejection of the sayings of the uh, messenger of Islam kind of interesting, by the way, because uh, there is a group called the Quran Only Muslims, and uh, when they uh, began to promote their ideas, many thought that this is it, this is the fulfillment of end times now. They're starting to reject the saying, the prophet, which is equivalent to rejecting Muhammad himself as the messenger, when in fact the Quran Only do, do not really think of it this way, but nevertheless, that's some of those ideas. Now you wonder, uh, who, who said this? Because you have to find some backup for these things, and there isn't a whole lot of sources sources, by the way, to legitimize any of these signs, you know. Uh, so sometimes you wonder if there's somebody just adding more signs as they go, making them up. The spread of uh, the use of uh, interest, you know, usury, if you wish. Well, I mean, uh, Muslims will say, oh, you know, see, look, these banks, now they charge interest. You know, that's a sign of end times, because under Sharia law, you should not do something like this. Uh, the widespread acceptance of music. Okay, well, I, I guess we're there. Um, you know, pride and competition in the uh, decoration of mosques. You know, we're seeing this already. I mean, technically speaking, uh, Muslims do it, actually. They brag about the building mosques that are so decorated with, uh, you know, gold and, uh, and so many other things. So Muslims know about this sign. So why do they build the mosques this way? anyway you know it's kind of interesting sometimes but nevertheless uh, women will increase in number and men will decrease in number so much that uh, basically um, uh, one man uh, will start taking care of 50 women uh, again I don't know who whose wild imagination uh, is taking place here anyway abundance of earthquakes you know frequent occurrences of uh, distortion and defamation of characters uh, people wish to die because of the severe trials and tribulation they are going through uh, the Jews will begin to fight Muslims uh, when paying charity uh, you know people become burdened financially to even come up with payments and so on and so forth so I'm gonna stop right here and uh, we'll continue with, with the discussion on Islamic eschatology next time. But you can see what's going on. Technically speaking, all that is happening here is that there is a lot of borrowing, cutting and pasting from uh, the book 
of revelation and possibly other sources. Some of these signs that I just mentioned to you are unverifiable. Other, you can trace back some sources that stated it. Regardless of this, if you want to, of course, uh, listen to this particular series and track with us, you can always go back to our website, cyinternational.com. That's C as in Charlie. And also, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, also called CIRA International, C with a, as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. We also encourage you to become a supporter. You can become a Patreon patron, give as little as $1, as much as the Lord puts in your heart, or you can give a one-time gift through PayPal. And we are so thankful for your partnership with us, of course. And uh, until we meet again next week with our discussion concerning Islamic eschatology, have a blessed day.